It is now officially time to call Beth and podcast. I'm merging the call. Call is merging. Okay. Call has been merged. Hey, Beth, guess what? What? You are being recorded. I don't consent. Oh, well, then this is done. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good run. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I consent. I consent. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, podcast over. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> chat bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh before before you sent me your I'm ready text, I was on Amazon's gift finder looking for a birthday present for James. Cuz his how birthday is that going? Is, like real soon. It's not going super well. He's one of the harder people to buy a gift for yeah. because he's one of the one of those friends of mine who does not like um, gift cards. Like he doesn't want you to get oh. him a gift card. He feels they're too impersonal. Um, and so you know, and he always buys or he, he is very good at gift giving. He's super good at gift giving. Like yeah. he's one of those people who will hand make you the perfect gift, and uh-huh. then it's like, all right, well, I got you this thing that I thought reminded me of you a little. <laughs> Please like it. But yeah, when you, so I, I've, I've been getting him a lot of books, and I don't want to get him another book. Like, right. I just, I I bought him a lot of books the last couple of birthdays and holidays. So, yeah, that's my, so I'm trying to find him something really good this time. And I'm usually a pretty good gift giver, but yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling for some reason this time. I don't know why. You should just send him some booze. I could just send him some booze. Yeah. He does like certain – well, okay, so he likes a very specific type of wine that is one of his most favorite wines. Um, but his girlfriend has access to that wine oh, well, a lot easier than I do. Can you the just send her money like, and she can get it for you and wrap it for you? She <laughs> probably could. She'd probably be down with that. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking of is I could get him, like, a really expensive vodka. Because he, li- he likes vodka. Yeah. Quite a bit. And, like, buying him one that's, like, so good you can barely taste it. Yeah. I don't like, spend that, that much be... money on my friends, so, you know, keep I don't know. Keep you down. <laughs> As you well know, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money on my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, actually have a, a James, this buddy in question, he uh, used to, I don't know if he still does, but he used to collect shot glasses. Like, that was his big thing. Right. Um, and so I have a, a shot glass for him. I feel comfortable saying it. I've had it for two years now um, <laughs> that I, I just never sent to him. <laughs> and I really need to. <laughs> but I got it, I got it on the cruise yeah. when we went to Cosmo, and, and I still have it. Um, the the so. problem with people who collect things is once their friends find out they collect that thing, you tend to get so many of them that suddenly it, like, loses the fun of collecting them. 
I don't think that's the problem with Jane. Like, for him, it's, it's more he is now living with a woman who doesn't like his shot glass display. Oh. <laughs> Which, like, there don't you get go. me wrong. I totally, I'm, I sympathize. Like, yeah. There are many things my husband collects that I don't allow, like, in our living room, per se. In your living room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why Devin has an office. It, yeah. If he wants to, if he wants to have things that I don't like, he can have them in his yeah. office. So, <laughs> but now none of this has anything to do with cats. I mean, no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with cats. But if that's just in fact, James, the friend I'm talking about, he is not a cat person. He is a dog person. He is strongly dog oriented and not cat oriented. You know, I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, that's actually one of my big topics. Is is like why not both? Because I love dogs and cats. You know, I'm more okay with that than than people who don't like cats and only like dogs. Well, and my thing I'm is, just never going to be a dog owner kind of person. Like, I'm a cat person. Like, if I have to choose, if you're going to mm-hmm. bully me into choosing, I'm going to choose cats. But I love dogs too. Like, that my I, dogs are my favorites. I enjoy dogs when other people have them and I get to play with them and then go away. Yeah. I do not want to pick up dog poop. I don't want to have to walk a dog multiple times a day. Yeah. I, I don't want to, like, play with a dog. Well, and that's the like, thing. Dogs, the thing is dogs need to, yeah, they yeah. need more care than a cat where I can just ignore my cat for days at a time. Yeah. And she actually prefers it. Well, that's, uh, well, I wish. I, I, Quarantine so I got, isn't working out well for my cat. <laughs> I got just three cats because I thought, you know, they'll keep each other company and they won't be as people dependent. And that way I can spend more time with my dog. Um, but it turns out I got the three neediest cats on the face of the planet. Okay, and so they get this love cuddles. You were like, well, I don't want to devote all my time to a cat. So I want to spend time with my dog. So my solution and not spending too much time with cats is to just get more cats. Get more cats, yeah, because then they'll entertain each other. It works and that logic perfectly. worked on Devin? That logic actually is really good logic most of the time. That's actually how that normally works, except for this time I got the three most social cats on the face of the planet. They love being near me, and I, it's, it's like, okay, well, now I have to, now I have to, well, and even then, they're still cats, so it's not like they're, like, they don't get angry and resentful if I'm not spending 24 hours a day right. with them, whereas, like... They don't if, pant nervously at the door when you leave. Yeah. I mean, Pepper, <laughs> if I if I didn't... I come downstairs during the day, so... Because Pepper needs somebody. She needs mm-hmm. interaction. She could give or take. I mean, she really doesn't like me all that much. Well, she was the, is the most cat-like of most dog breeds. You know, honestly, <laughs> she is more cat-like than my cats currently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I am, but I am, I am a cat person. I really am. I, I, there's, there is something that feels so right about owning a cat. Yeah. It just having it there. It looks pretty. It's a jerk yeah. usually. It I mean, suits my personality. It suits my temperament. Mm-hmm. It suits my just general like lifestyle to have a cat. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, I think I think that once once these these doggos eventually pass away, hopefully far in the far distant future, 
we will probably be a cat only household yeah. after that. Cause... We will only ever be a cat household. I mean, I don't want to yeah. say never. You don't know how Jenny's going to turn out, but right. you yeah, know, we'll probably really, wait for really her to. Dog. We might wait for her to move out, and she can get her own dog separately. That's true. <laughs> and like I said, I enjoy like my husband's dad uh, has two dogs, and I love playing with them, and they're so fun. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go home. Yeah. And not have them with me. <laughs> That's how I feel about And, kids. you know, and my cat is, exactly, I feel about dogs how most people feel about kids. Like, <laughs> I enjoy their presence in small doses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm even, you my, know. My own child not included. <laughs> there are times, there are times in which with my dogs, even with Pepper, that I'm like, oh, my gosh, Pepper, please just leave me alone for, like, five seconds. Please stop trying to lick my iPad. I just want to sit here without a dog on me for a few minutes. And, see, I can do that with a cat. Like, Yeah. That's how I feel about my kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kids and dogs are very similar. I will say, though, at some point I would rather have a kid than a dog because at some point that kid is going to be able to, like, pick up its own poop and right. entertain itself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot more poop related activity with pets than there yeah. is with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the poop related activity with kids is is short lived. It's short lived. Like I'm, I'm past a... I'm past that point and I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, you've got a couple years of it and then that's their problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to monitor it a little bit, but that's right. it. Yeah. Supervised. <laughs> Supervised pooping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, my cat is very cat-like. She uh, will sometimes grace us with her presence. She sleeps at the foot of our bed on a pillow specifically mm-hmm. for her at my side of the bed because I'm short and my husband's tall. So And there's room on your side of the bed. Well, and she doesn't get kicked on my yeah. side of the bed. <laughs> my feet don't reach her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she will not cuddle with us at night. Mm-hmm. She sleeps on her own space that's hers. Um. You know, she does not want to be picked up or held. She may come and lay on your lap if you're on the couch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the minute you – my husband laughs, too, because he'll, like, she'll, like, be on him, like, on his shoulder or something, and then he'll stand up or sit down, and she'll immediately, like, oh, no, 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 this isn't what I signed up for. Because <laughs> so, it's, like, once he stands up with her, then it's, like, he's carrying her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But no, it's like no. I was I was sitting on you. Now that's you're carrying me, and that's not allowed. <laughs> when you first got Cinder, like the very first time I I came down to visit you after you got Cinder, she actually did sleep on me. I was on the futon in your living room. It was in that apartment where your the only bathroom was accessible through your guys' bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and she she would uh, she. She actually did sleep on me those nights while I was there, but yeah. it was only after she spent, like, three hours attacking my feet through the covers all night long. <laughs> that makes sense. She doesn't do that anymore. She's well, not yeah, very – she dropped her kitten-like tendencies yeah. <laughs> very early. But, no, but and to be fair, you sleep with so many pillows. She That's probably – A, you probably had one of her pillows. I probably and, uh, have B, she probably just thought you were a pile of pillows. <laughs> she probably thought it was a pile of pillows. Yeah, she laid like she laid kind of on my like legs, yeah, middle ish, and 
uh, it, you know, I mean, she 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 was fine there. I mean, she had no yeah. problem sleeping on there. But I'm very good at holding still for cats on me. Yeah, I was gonna say too. You she you probably you sleep with a certain stillness that Jake nor I possess. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a long history of of being able to be the most comfortable human in the household. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they all use me as my my three cats sleep on me. They. So when we go to bed at night, they both go, well, okay. When we go to bed at night, two of them will go get attention from Devin right away. One of them is more stand, she's, our girl cat is more standoffish. She's the most cat-like of all of our cats. She's the one who is, um, she's going to be the last to approach a person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always, typical. Yeah, I think it is too. And and she doesn't always like to be picked up and held. Um sometimes she does. I mean, like uh I mean, sometimes she demands you pick her up and pet her. Um but yeah, of all the three, she's the most standoffish, but our our two boy cats, um Steve is a, I mean, he's a little I'm trying to phrase this without using a specific word. Uh he's an attention addict. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be constantly the center of attention, and um, so Gozer really likes like Devin and Gozer will jump up. He does this thing that it's weird. I've never had a cat who does this before. He lays down on you aggressively, like he literally throws himself into a flat puddle on you when he wants <laughs> to cuddle. Like it's almost like he's belly flopping on you. <laughs> And so he'll go do that with Devin, and then Steve will be like, oh, that other cat's getting attention. And he'll go run over and get attention, too. But, like, when it comes to actually sleeping, Devin moves too much. And so the three of them sleep on me instead because um, I don't move very much. Um, but they they all have their spots on me. Um the the Gozer likes to lay in between Devin and I with like his paws on me and his face on me and his like back legs and tail on Devin. And then um Steve likes to sleep on my face. Like just straight up on my face. And then uh Zool likes to like curl up on my side. Like I usually sleep on my side and she'll curl up uh, right next to where my arm is on on the side of me, and like rest her head on top of my arm, uh, and that's how she sleeps. So they they have their spots, and they once they get settled in, that's where they're at, and they don't like to move. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there are the they are they really are the most. The cat I had before them, Trogdor, used to sleep on my head. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, like, sleep on my face like Steve does. He, like, slept up on top of my head, like, wrapped around the top of my head on my pillow. Yeah. Uh, and and Steve that was goes only straight in, for the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Steve, Steve will throw himself all the way. Like, he actually wants to be on your face. Like, if you roll over the other direction, he will move and lay on your face. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm trying not to die in my sleep. <laughs> But yeah, Trog would just kind of curl up over your head, but he only did that in, like, the last three or four years of his life. Before that, he was one of those cats that you couldn't, like, he did not want you to pick him up. He did not want to be pet. Like, he wouldn't sleep with you. He was up all night long running around the house like a crazy man. Um, 
but it was it was just like in the last couple of years of his life that he finally settled into a sleeping with us pattern. Mm-hmm. But these three, I mean, they're they are always well. You remember when I had Lucky? Lucky slept with mm-hmm. me. Yeah, Lucky was a cuddle cat though. Lucky was a cuddle cat. She liked to sleep right on me um, and any person. She was she was the original cat hat. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And you could always just bury she's your face. Very in much, her. I would say she very much enjoys when you would nuzzle your head or face in her belly. <laughs> yes, she thought that was great. Two of her. <laughs> I've had very few cats that have enjoyed their bellies being touched like Lucky did. Yeah. <laughs> like My cat does like, not enjoy that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've, I, it's, I mean, we used to call, we used to call Trogdor the fluffy death trap when mm-hmm. he would roll over on his back. Oh yeah, like, that is not an invitation. This, no, it was not. He was like, "Look at all this." He was showing up. No, that was that was him expressing his dominance at you. Mm-hmm. And if you pet that, then you were going to lose an arm. Yeah, like look yeah. at this gloriously soft fur. Don't exactly. touch it. <laughs> Don't touch it. Do not touch. <laughs> oh, all right. But yeah, well, have a long gloried history of cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so you I have, have a, quiz. a I have a quiz. Yeah. Okay. Fun Let's fact about cats right. that I collected okay. from various sources on the internet. And I'm a lot excited. of them I saw in each source, so I was like, okay, well, I feel fairly confident in these. Okay. All right. So first, all right. the oldest known pet cat existed 9,500 years ago where? Egypt. No. No? Is it, uh, well, I already said no. It's Cyprus. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh. Uh, it was originally thought that Egyptians domesticated the cat, but in 2004, French archaeologists discovered a 9,500-year-old cat grave in Cyprus. And this makes this the oldest known pet cat, and it predates Egyptian art about cats by over 4,000 years. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> All right. Cats okay. spend how much of their lives sleeping? 50%? 60% or 70%? Well, if it's my cat, the answer to that is 60%. No, it's not. It's 70%. 70%, <laughs> yeah. 70%. Well, my kitten, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, yeah and uh, it works out to around 13 to 16 hours a day. Yep, that sounds familiar. Man, I wish I was a cat. Right. It feels low for my cat. I would say she's closer to 80%. I think it really depends on their age. Like, like I would Probably. say with my cats, they they do spend a decent quantity of their time mm-hmm. running around and being yeah. annoying. Well, and so. Cinder was like that. Like, it was probably she was probably closer to sixty percent as a kitten, and now she's closer to eighty percent. So that makes sense. The average is about for their whole yeah. life. It's seventy yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Right. The cat was a mayor of a town in what state? Alaska, Hawaii, or Florida? I'm going to say Florida. <laughs> no. Are we keeping score? You're not doing so well. <laughs> I know. I've lost all of this. <laughs> uh, a cat was the mayor of an Alaskan town for 20 years. Nice. It was an, an orange tabby cat called Stubbs was the mayor of Talkeetna, a small town in Alaska for 20 years. He had several uncontested elections, although he didn't hold any legislative power. He was loved by locals and tourists alike. <laughs> I love that, that he ran uncontested. <laughs> Everybody was like, I can't beat him, so. Um, like, who's going to vote against a cat named Stubbs? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
So who, who invented the cat door? Was it Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Edison, or Isaac Newton? I'm going to say Thomas Edison. It was Isaac Newton. Dang. Uh, the scientist is most famous for calculated gravity, but right. it's also believed that Isaac Newton invented the cat door. Um, how Stuff Works writes that when Newton was working on his experiments at the University of Cambridge, he was constantly interrupted by his cat scratching at the door. So he called the Cambridge carpenter, just saw two holes in the door, one for the mother cat and one for her kitten. But oh, apparently oh. these holes can still be seen at the university today. That's really cool. <laughs> and also now I want to go to Cambridge. <laughs> right? <laughs> just to see the cat doors. <laughs> right. uh, so in miles per hour, how fast? can a house cat move? Oh, yeesh. 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour, or 40 miles per hour? 20? 30. Okay. <laughs> if you've watched your kitty charging around the living room, when you're, I'm just reading the fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've watched your little kitty charging around the living room when they're feeling lively, you know that cats are pretty quick. But you won't believe this cat fact. They can hit speeds of around 30 miles per hour, which is so fast that they could beat um, I don't know how to pronounce their name. I feel bad about it. Usain Bolt yes, in the 200-meter deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest cat in the world was how old when it passed away? 29, 32, or 38? I want to say 32. It's 38. Really? <laughs> yes. The cat was almost 40 years old? <laughs> yeah. Uh Wow. Have, yeah, the oldest cat to have ever lived was 38 years and three days old when he passed away. Cream Puff was born oh. on the 3rd of August in 1967 and lived until the 6th of August, 2005. And his owner, Jake Perry, also owned the previous older oldest cat record holder, Grandpa Rex Allen, who passed away at the grand age of 34. Wow. So whatever Jake Perry is doing, he's doing it right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> figure out what you feed in those things. Yeah. All right. This is I like this one. What is a group of kittens called? A Kindle, a Nook, or an iPad? <laughs> it's a Kindle. <laughs> it's a Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a gimme. <laughs> yeah. And a group of full-grown cats is called a clouder. <laughs> a clouder. I I've always thought that that's a weird word. Like you never I want hear to say that word. Clouder when I look at it. <laughs> All right. All right. Clouder of cats. True or false? Smarter people are more likely to have a cat. True. Yeah. People yeah. who go to college are more likely to have a cat. True. If you went to college, you're more likely to have a cat than a dog. Yep. According in 2010, researchers from the University of Bristol surveyed 3,000 people about their pets, geography, and scholastic history. And they found that people with university degrees were 1.36 times more likely to own a kitty than other pet owners. Nice. Might be attributed to the fact that cats are low maintenance and therefore better companions for accomplished people with busy careers. <laughs> Which is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so is it really a preference or is it just like a convenience thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And the final question, true or false? If you hate cats, you're a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> Napoleon, Genghis Khan, and Hitler were all said to have hated cats. Dang. So if you hate yeah, cats, you're, you might as well be Hitler. Pretty clear um, evidence. 
Yeah. Abe Lincoln loved them. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw, uh, and I, I, I'm going to totally ruin this. I saw an actual article with real statistics mm-hmm. that I'm not going to get right, but that stated that um, people who don't like cats are way more likely to be misogynists huh. because cats are considered feminine. Yeah. And so oftentimes there's a certain level of femininity being bad that equates to cats being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll you'll oftentimes see, like, extremely misogynistic males not liking cats because mm-hmm. cats are too girly. Yeah. I could Which, see that. Yeah. I, in my youth, I regularly misgendered animals by calling all cats female and all dogs male. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that, but that's because I owned a lot of animals. I as, didn't. I yeah. didn't own a lot of animals as a small child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my dad. He is not great at taking care of animals. <laughs> so. Yeah. I had a hamster, and when I went to visit a friend for a week, it died from not being fed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. I killed a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he didn't notice, and so I found it when I came home from my oh, trip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <laughs> what happened to your ferret? We gave it away. Okay. To a, a crazy lady that had a stinky house. Well, you know, I mean. It fits. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Ferrets are stinky. I don't know what yeah. my aunt was thinking getting me a ferret. We went to the pet store to get a bird because for some reason I thought a bird was a great thing to have. I also don't like birds that much as a pet. I mean, it's not that I don't like them. It's just I don't want to be around them. They kind of scare me a little. Well, and they are noisy, and you can't cuddle with them. They're really kind of pointless as a pet, in my opinion. You can pet birds. I mean, sometimes I've seen seen birds that are very affectionate, but I don't Mm -hmm. want to pet them. Well, and I honestly, in my older age, I feel like keeping a bird as a pet is kind of cool because you have to clip its wings, and then it can't fly. Yeah, true story. I mean, at least as a cat or a dog, like, they can, like, run around and, like, live their life normally just in a more contained area. Well, you know, though, my mom, like, you know my mom. She Mm -hmm. refuses to have an indoor cat. Yeah. Even though studies show that indoor cats are healthier and live longer, she just won't do it because she thinks it's cruel not to let the cat outside. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I mean, the cat has a longer lived I mean we ended up having to make your know, truck was an indoor outdoor cat mm-hmm. yeah um, and we ended up having to make him an indoor cat because he got in one too many fights and yeah. we were tired of paying those vet bills um yeah, we keep our cat completely indoors but uh yeah I'm pretty sure she like we found her in a parking mm-hmm. garage we think she was taken from her mom and kitty a little too early in life and oh yeah failed to pick up on any real feline instinct instinct uh <laughs> That cat would not survive out in the wild of Southern California. She would be hit by a car or eaten very quickly. I mean, there's a lot of predators around where I live, so mm-hmm. there is a high chance that my animals could get eaten very quickly just because of the sheer quantity of predators there are in my area. Mm-hmm. But I think that if it came down to them being able to find their own food, they would 100% be fine with it. No, mine would not be fine finding her own food. She That's probably the most likely. She'd probably get lost somewhere and starve. Oh, yeah. No, mine would, <laughs> mine would definitely be able to feed themselves. No. But they could potentially get eaten by the 
myriad quantities of coyotes and hawks and eagles yeah. in my area. Yeah. <laughs> or even getting a really bad fight with a raccoon. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of things that could go wrong with an mm-hmm. outdoor cat in my neighborhood. So we just don't let them outdoors. And they they really don't. I mean, they've never, these three have never been outdoors. So it's not like they are like actively trying to get out or anything. They don't know what right. they're missing. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is curious. I think she just likes fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. So well, typically if we window. open a window she's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've opened the windows up in the guest bedroom before and they, they'll sit in the windowsill and like smell the air and they like that, but they don't I mean it's not like they are trying to get outside at all. Right. They also, they, we have a really, really large picture window on our stairwell that they like to sit in because there's all sorts of birds around our house, and mm-hmm. they like to watch the birds and chirp at them. No, They're really I mean, good at chirping. I guess we have birds. We mostly just have seagulls. Oh, yeah. You, you live by the ocean. Yeah. Some, I mean, sometimes we get parrots. I wonder how my pets would feel about seagulls. I mean, they don't come to our house. Yeah, really. You don't ever see them like in your in your neighborhood. Like they're ne- they never like land in your area. No, not really. Oh, they stay on the beach mostly. We have we have um, a very large population of quail around our house. Yeah, uh, we also have robins, finches, pheasants. And um, woodpeckers. We just don't have a lot of trees by our house except palm trees. And I don't think a lot of birds live in palm trees. I think mostly rats live in palm trees. I, there's actually an orchard not far away from me. And oh, then, yeah. That's like, rife with birdies. We yeah, did, there's, I mean, for a while, we had a, a bird family building a nest in our uh, parking garage thing. Yeah, you got some birds. Yeah. Yeah. The occasional birds. <laughs> No, we have a lot mostly, of birds. Mostly we have those little birds, like especially when you go to like Starbucks or like another outdoor eating area that have no fear and just like hop right up to you right. for crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a lot of wild animals in our area. Well, we live like down by the river. Yeah. Town. Not in a van. No, I'm sorry. It's a regular <laughs> house. Um, and then, so and many people so, aren't going to get that reference. <laughs> no, everyone will get that reference. <laughs> but yeah, but our our cats are are well entertained just by sitting in the windowsill. They'll, I mean, there's a lot of things that they can chirp at, and a lot of things that our dogs can attack in our backyard. Because mm-hmm. quail are really stupid. Yeah, very very stupid. Possibly the stupidest animal known to man. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't. Well, the only reason, in my opinion, the only reason why quail haven't gone extinct completely are because they have a bunch of babies at once, like tons of babies, like 20 freaking babies. That's that's it. Yeah. We have, not where I live, but down where I went to college in Orange, there is quite the population of parrots like bright green parrots. That's cool. And I, the story that my aunt told me was there was somebody who, like a pet store or like an owner who had a bunch of them and they got out and it just like became like part of the 
population there. <laughs> yeah, they and they took over. But yeah. something similar actually happened up here only with squirrels. <laughs> like, there was not a, a large squirrel population in Wenatchee, and then somebody, like, introduced the gray squirrels to the valley, mm. and they went crazy and, like, took over the whole valley. You know, people talk about bunny breeding, but I feel like squirrels. Squirrels, man. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Although bunnies too. Mm-hmm. And, well, th- I used to live in a um, I used to live in a town over on the western side of the mountains that like there were bunnies literally everywhere. And Trogdor used to bring us some uh, nice dead bunnies <laughs> and and leave them on our porch for us. That's lovely. Yeah, it was real great. <laughs> so nice of him. <laughs> yeah, he he wanted us to know that we are really bad hunters. <laughs> <laughs> He he was one of those. I mean, he used to love to bring half live animals into the house. <laughs> one time he brought a quail into the house, and it was still alive. One time he brought a mouse into the house and like dropped it right in front of Devin. <laughs> <laughs> and what did Devin, Devin do? No, Devin did a great job. He went and he got a bowl and he put the bowl over the top of the mouse, and then he like scooted a piece of paper underneath it and took it and just threw it right back outside. So we were like, Trog, your job as a cat is not to bring mice into the house. It's to get mice out of the house. <laughs> like, that's your entire purpose as an animal is to hunt and kill mice, not maybe bring it, them maybe, alive into our home. <laughs> maybe it heard, Trogdor heard that you needed a snack. He clearly thought we needed a snack because he just was like, here, I got you this like, no, nobody wants this. <laughs> oh, you know Lucky, the the cat we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, the really sweet cuddle cat? One time she brought she brought a half-life bird in and dropped it on my parents' heads while they were sleeping. <laughs> I, I, it's one of the only times I've ever heard my mom scream. <laughs> Because <laughs> they kept the windows open above, and they didn't have screens on them, so the cats would come and go through their bedroom windows. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so one night, Lucky just popped in through the window and dropped a dead, half dead bird on my mom's face. <laughs> Such a pleasant way to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, I wasn't the one who had a half live bird dropped on my face. <laughs> it's funny because it's not you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will never not love the way that cats feel like they need to uh, bring us gifts. Right. Mine doesn't bring me any gifts. Sometimes she throws up on the floor. I don't know if that's a gift. (laughs) You know. Mine uh, mine likes to, okay, so my girl cat in particular, who's also the biggest huntress of them, she likes to bring her toys and drop them on the bed, specifically my side of the bed. But also one of the things that she does is she likes to take her toys and drop them in her water dish. So one night I'm laying there in bed and all of a sudden there is a soaking wet mouse toy on my face. Because she first went and took and dropped it in her water dish and then she took it out of the water dish and came and put it on my face. Like Zool, no. I thought you might find this refreshing. (laughs) She was cleaning it first. She said she was Bringing me a freshly cleaned kill. Yeah, well, you know. My, our cat doesn't really play with toys. We yeah. stopped getting them for her long ago. 
we have a couple, like, we have a fishing rod thing that Ginny likes to play with her with, but even that doesn't really interest her that much. We have this, it's a specific toy, and I don't know what the real name of it is, but we used to get it at Walmart, but they recently started selling it at Petco and PetSmart, too. Um, And we call it a -a squeak-a-mouse, and it's like a realistic hemp mouse, but it's got a feathery tail and it's filled with catnip, and it's on a string, um, and it's you know it's one of those stick with a string toys, and yeah. it has a super realistic uh, chirping sound that it makes, like it yeah. makes a very realistic mouse sound, and they go nuts over it. And we we originally bought it for Trog, and it was his favorite toy, and then we quickly found out that our dogs are madly crazy in love with that toy too. <laughs> um, and so, like, all of our pets go crazy over it. You even say, like, I, I'm i shocked because I just said the word squeak a mouse and I didn't immediately get a dog in my lap. They're both, <laughs> they're both asleep and not listening to me. But if they were awake, I would immediately have a dog up here because you even say the name of that toy and they're on it. And with the new kittens, we ended up having to, um, like, once we're finished playing with that toy, we have to put it, uh, we have to lock it away inside one of our spare dog crates, because if we don't, they will just, like, go crazy trying to play with that thing and get it all night long. We've tried putting it in different spots. They've wrestled it out of drawers, like, learned how to open drawers and get it out of there. I mean, they love this toy, and it, it's actually kind of insane how much they love it, but we've always, I've always been one of those people who wants to, like, I want to play with my cats in such a way that it's like they're hunting something in the wild. And so, you know, like it it kind of trains them so that if they were ever to have to live on their own, they would be really good at at catching their own things. um, I also like to teach my cats to do flips, like midair flips. And like the last five cats I've owned have done midair flips for this specific toy. It's like the one that they love the most. But. Well, you're a much better cat mom than me. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it, it's every cat is different, and you have to find the right toy for them. Like, I recently got. Uh, how much does Cinder love um, catnip? Oh, she does enjoy catnip. Although okay. that was one of the things is that's a hereditary trait, whether or not they have the taste for catnip. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Not all. Not all cats have a taste for nip. I've never had a cat that didn't love catnip. Like, they all have, but some of them have definitely been more so than other. And I was wondering if it seems like my cats that are orange have been more aggressively obsessed with catnip than my other colored cats. And since that's a, like, hereditary trait, too, I wonder if they're tied together. Maybe. Because my orange cats are catnip fiends. Yeah. Oh, my cat loves catnip. That is the one toy she'll play you, with is one full of catnip. I'm going to send you one of those bananas that I got for mine. Oh, okay. And and see if she goes crazy about it as mine did because that thing, those catnip bananas are like nuts. Yeah. We, we have, we we have them, like a, sorry, go ahead. We brought them home and the second I opened the bag, you could smell the catnip. Like it smelled like chamomile tea and Devin <laughs> immediately like gave the the three catnip bananas to the cast and they spent the next like three hours obsessively attacking the catnip bananas. It was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if catnip will like when it's too fresh if they are just not into it or I don't know. But we got her these catnip toys and she didn't really seem that into them for yeah. Christmas in like a kitty stocking. Mm-hmm. 
And we packed them away, thinking, like, well, we'll just, you know, have them for next year to give her on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people didn't have anybody else to give presents to, so we give presents to our cat. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, anyway, so flash forward a year and getting out everything out of the bins for Christmas and I pull out the tree skirt and she goes nuts over it mm-hmm. rubbing all over it I'm like girl like what is wrong with you like <laughs> turns out I had put like the catnip toys on top of it mm-hmm. and I don't know if some had leaked but anyways and then so I pulled out one of the little it's like it was like a little candy cane stick made out mm-hmm. of cloth and filled with catnip yeah she got a hold of that little stick and just went nuts over it, ripped it open. Then she had dried nip all over her face and chest <laughs> and was just rubbing in it. She looked so strung out. That's so crazy. Yeah, our, our kids have always liked our Christmas tree skirt, but I don't think it's because of cat nip. But, yeah, a tr- I, I know I've probably told you this story like 8 million times, but Trogdor <laughs> loved cat nip so much. One time we bought him a cat bed that had catnip inside of it, and he literally ate a hole through his cat bed to get to the catnip. <laughs> he also was on the subject of, like, fresh versus, like, longer-term dried. We mm-hmm. planted catnip in a garden once with him, and he literally dug up the roots and rolled in them. <laughs> like that was how obsessed he was with with catnip. He was crazy about catnip. It was nuts. Like anything that even had the most moderate amount of catnip in it, and he would go nuts about it. And that's how um, with these three catnip bananas that we got for our current guys, uh, Steve and Zool eventually were just like, okay, well I'm done with these. And I came upstairs to find Gozer had all three of the catnip bananas. He's our orange cat. Had all three of the catnip bananas and was like rolling in them and licking them still. And it was like five hours later. I'm like, dude, you have a problem. <laughs> he eventually he eventually moved on, but like he was really, I mean, and he's still the one that plays with the bananas the most out of mm-hmm. the three of them. Um, Zul prefers like a crinkly toy, and Steve prefers to actually be played with. Like he wants you to play with him with something mm-hmm. on a string or. Uh, something like that, but Zool, Zool will, Zool's a good self-starter, mm-hmm. and Gozer's clearly our catnip fiend, but Trog was such a catnip fiend, he was great, he would, I mean, I, I'll never forget, we even, at one point in time, we built, like, a, like, chicken wire fencing up around the catnip plant, so that we could actually try to, like, grow it up, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> dug the chicken wire fencing out to get to the catnip, like, he was just, focused on that stuff like we we were really trying to keep fresh catnip for our other two cats we had three cats at the time Mm -hmm. when we had lucky and trog and lulu oh yeah and we were just trying to like grow fresh catnip for the other two cats and he would not let us grow it because he would literally dig up the roots i mean it was crazy so i think some cats really are more predisposed to it than others yeah for sure well it is that's that it was a fact that came up on multiple sites, so yeah. I can I can verify it. That it's hereditary. Yeah, That's it's hereditary. Cool. That's another thing that I've always thought was interesting. Um, like certain hereditary traits in cats, like um, how a male is, how an orange cat is like ninety percent more likely to be male, 
And mm-hmm. a calico cat is like 99% more likely to be female. That's like it's exceedingly rare. And it's a gene- it's passed down genetically. Like the orange chromosome or whatever is specifically linked to the gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it, it, it shows up as orange in males and calico in females. Yeah. Well, that's that how, really cool. so my husband, before he met me, got a, an orange cat, expected mm-hmm. to get a male orange cat, and that's what they right. said it was. Yeah. Named him Hank. Mm-hmm. Hank is a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they'd already named her, so she's still Hank. Yep. She, she defied the odds. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that actually happens a lot, although I think, you know, I mean, well, I don't think. I know that orange female cats are more likely than a, a calico male is, but it's right. still, like, most of the time if you encounter an orange cat, it's going to be a boy. Right. So, and, like, the really orange, like, the vibrant orange, you know, like, there's kind of gradient shades. Like, a more gingery orange is more likely to be female, I think. And a more, a brighter like, orange. bright orange, like Trogdor was, is more likely to be male. Hank is like a pale orange. Yeah, see, that's. I think the paler ones are more likely yeah. to be female. She has a lot of white on her. Um, our buddy back in the day, uh, uh, in the posse, Kyle Wabra. Mhm. He had two very gingery-looking cats, and they were both females. Oh, I don't remember them. Yeah, I. I'm one of those people who like. Remember the, the cat, cat at a party? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like I'll enjoy like if I if I see a cat, I will enjoy a cat. I just don't have a very good memory for things like that. I don't have a very good memory. <laughs> I used to, man, before the before the meds that I got put on for my nerve pain, I used to consider myself one of those people with like an amazingly good memory. Like one of those people you'd want on their trivia teams. And now I'm like I have to write if I don't write things down. I will not remember that. I said a literally all the everything. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I cannot I remember to do something. Yeah. So we did manage to talk about cats for forty-five minutes. Are you impressed? Well, you know, we talked about other things too, and I had to do research. So yeah, but you know, we do that in all of our podcasts. Truth. Truth. We're not good at staying on topic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a hard time a staying on topic next, next week. week and yeah. B, Filling forty, we might be. It might just have to be a longer episode, and I we might have to make gonna, peace about that. <laughs> I was actually going to suggest that maybe we let that one be an hour long episode. Yeah, because we're have we're going to have guests. Yeah, and the topic is definitely going to be one that we can fill. Well, it's varied. There's so many things that we can talk about on that topic. Should we it tell really, them? Really Should we tell people what the topic is. Is we anybody listening? I don't know. Is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they are, maybe they want to know. It's booze. We're going to talk about alcohol. I'm excited because all of us have turned into alcoholics in the quarantine. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm currently I'm currently doing research. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having my second cider. I need to order more ciders, though, because I only have two more after this. I am drinking a penicillin tonight, and I'll probably be just drinking beer this week because we don't have any other stuff. Although... I've been taking tequila shots. Okay, this is, like I said, I'm an alcoholic right now. Um, but, like, I bought, two years ago, I bought this gigantic container of tequila from Costco because I thought, I have a pool now. I'm going to be drinking margaritas all summer long. And you didn't. And 
it turns out that I only drink margaritas when I have other people with me who want to drink margaritas. Is there and a lot finally, of work for one person? It really is a lot of work for one person. And finally, on Cinco de Mayo this year, Devin was like, hey, you want a tequila shot? And I'm like, sure, why not? And so on Cinco de Mayo, Devin and I took a bunch of tequila shots. And ever since then, it's like, <laughs> why not just have a tequila shot? I've, I've never been a fan of tequila, tequila. shots. I've, I've <laughs> taken one tequila shot that I can recall, and it was in college, in my undergrad, the night that I turned in my undergraduate thesis. <laughs> a bunch of us went to one of the local bars mm-hmm. and took a tequila shot. <laughs> That's uh, one of my favorite nights of drinking ever was when, and unfortunately you were not there, which is bad, but Kara and Artis and Tanya and I went up to Chelan and we went to this little restaurant called the Cantina and there was a bachelor party there and they were buying (laughs) top shelf tequila shots for every woman in the bar. Nice. (laughs) And it was so good. It was really good. Kara and I were the safest, but poor Tanya and Artis spent, Tanya and Artis, you are our guests next week, spent the entire time, that, that entire night throwing up like taking turns throwing up. Yeah. No, we t- we took the one tequila shot, and it was we we went for really good tequila. I don't remember yeah, what it was, but it went down smooth. It does really, and good it was clear, smooth. Yeah, that's what we have. We have a well. It's the Kirkland brand, but Kirk. What Kirkland does with their alcohol is well. We could talk about this next week. I don't I need know. to go. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. We really are. <laughs> All right, well, call me and Artis and Tanya on Wednesday. I will call you guys on Wednesday. All right, bye. Bye.